page XXVIII. Twenty-eight. And we'll start with, we believe and so suggested a few years ago that the action of alcohol on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. These allergic types can never safely use the alcohol in any form at all. And once having formed the habit, they um, found they cannot break it. Once having lost their self-confidence, their reliance upon things human, their problems pile up on them and they become astonishing difficult to solve. Frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. In nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. Does that give you enough, Paul, to riff on? Yeah, I couldn't follow. I couldn't find it. Uh, so, but yeah, I heard it. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'd rather go underneath this, though. Because the real root of the problem is obsession with self. Yeah. And then exactly. a lot of us have real alcoholism and real addiction, or it has us, yes, which to me is based in and, ampl and amplifies the original condition, which is obsession with self. I find, uh, you know, looking at it as an allergy and all these things are help very helpful, but I would rather see what's underneath it all. Um, because a lot of people get relief from active alcoholism, they're not drinking and they're not using anymore, but they're freaking seemingly not too happy, joyous and free. So, uh, what's the underlying problem that survives after sobriety and thrives before sobriety. What's that? Yeah. Uh, I feel it's an inordinate interest in thoughts and perceptions and opinions and <laughs> stuff like that, that really gets us stuck even though we seemingly have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body, we're not at, at least we're not drinking and using, but there's not, uh, I think that is uh, the symptoms of the alcoholism, but the underlying condition is what I feel uh, is really addressed through recovery. 
So recovering from the bondage of self, so to speak, or the obsession as self, to me is uh, the platform for this talk. Uh, The idea that it's an allergy, alcoholism, because alcoholism is usually had by someone, yes, or has someone. What is that someone that alcoholism has? Does that someone after alcoholism doesn't have it? Does the someone continue? Yes. Is that someone a misidentification? I believe so. Yeah. So I really believe the root of the problem is obsession with self. And obsession with self has gone to such an extreme that we're identified as self. And I believe on page 64, it describes the exact nature of it, which is being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So thank God there's a separation of self and us. And self is seen as singular and us is seen as plural. So there's many of us, but we've been defeated by the seemingly same idea of self, yeah? Now, the same idea of self appears to the one who's suffering as a self, a self, a unique separate self, different than all the other selves. But basically, it didn't say we were defeated by selves. It says we were defeated by self. Yeah. Now, what the hell is that? (laughs) It's a singularity hiding in a plurality. Yeah. Everyone who suffers from this singularity thinks they're a unique specimen, (laughs) which inhibits us from learning from others because we're not like others. (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't think like I do or feel like I do or do the same shit that I do. And then you run into people in AA and NA and shit, and you realize that's a story because There's a whole lot of people running around with my thoughts and my feelings. How the hell did they get them? I didn't even know they were extracted from me. Yeah. How did these people get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. So self is a singularity that produces a sense of being a unique singularity as a plurality. Yeah. (laughs) So us gets defeated by self. Yeah, us does not defeat us. That's where the power of the community of recovery is, is in the us. It's a we program. Yeah, not a me program. The singularity is killing us. The singularity that all these thoughts are mine and mine alone. And I'm the one who did everything that ever happened through me. This idea of being the long-lasting, independent, separate entity is killing us, killing us, U.S., and we are of the us camp, yeah? (laughs) So we must be rid of this, but it doesn't seem like it's possible without the help of something else, a higher power. Yes, that's the condition, yeah? It would be great if the idea of allergies would convince you to stop eating strawberries, but we keep eating fucking strawberries. 
<laughs> even though we know we're allergic to it. Most people don't eat strawberries when they learn they're allergic to it, but people keep drinking when they, aller- they learn they're allergic to it. Why? Why is that? Because there's an underlying condition. It's not an allergy. That's our problem. It's a, re- it's a denial, a resistance to any evidence, contrary to the story we're in. Yeah? So I'm going to eat a strawberry. It's, it's part of my being free, you know. I'm controlling my life. I can fuck it up just as well as anyone else. <laughs> but isn't that the old, old example? You'd sit down with somebody and say, hey, listen, we know you love strawberries, but this is why you're breaking out in rashes. Most people would stop eating strawberries, yes? They wouldn't need a book, you know? Strawberry Anonymous, they wouldn't need a book. They wouldn't need sponsors and shit like that. There would be a clear recognition. I don't like these rashes. And do I love strawberries that much to pay the cost of the rash? Probably not. So he'd get over it. No one write a book about it. No one would be telling the story of being allergic to strawberries at big meanings. They wouldn't. Yeah. The allergy idea just doesn't work in a sense because (laughs) the underlying condition isn't allergic to something. It isn't. It's 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 a whole different beast. It takes us over, talks to us as us. Yeah? Does a strawberry talk to you as you? (laughs) When I'm walking down the fruit aisle, does the strawberries talk to me and they sound like me? No. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I wish it was an allergy. That would be great. Yeah? Sit down. Okay, Paul. The reason why you're in jail today is because you ate that strawberry. (laughs) All right. What are you going to do? I'm going to not eat strawberries anymore. (laughs) Then you'd find myself in jail again the next weekend. What the hell? I can't stop eating strawberries. Strawberries don't usually end up, even if I'm addicted to strawberries, I don't usually end up in divorces and fucking stalking charges and shit like that. I mean, we're dealing with a completely different beast. (laughs) Completely. Yeah. So the problem resides in the mind. I would say not the mind, the mental state. And there is something going on. And I believe it's the act of being identified as self. Yeah, I like to call it selfing. And its ability to produce effects is based on the faith that's put in it. Yeah, the ability for selfing to produce an effect is based on the faith that's put in it. This is why perhaps there's a better way, trusting in the infinite rather than finite self. Obviously, when they talk about trusting the infinite as the better way, it's describing the old way, which is trust in the finite self. There's faith in this idea that's being presented as us all day. 
And that faith is causing it to have an incredible ability to affect us to the point that we're completely occupied by what's not happening in the event of what's happening. Yeah? You can go right on page 52, 53, which I'll go to now, because to me, this is what I'm interested in. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith, yeah? without knowing it is the key, yeah? Hopefully now we know it. Maybe there'll be a difference. Without knowing it, we know what happens. Maybe with knowing it, maybe something else will happen. So without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. Now, obviously, it's it's not talking about a faith like Christianity or Buddhism or something like that. It's talking about faith and activity, yeah? An activity that resides, I would say, in the mind. The faith isn't coming from my elbow, yeah? So there's faith, and that faith is being directed without us knowing it, really, yeah? And it has brought to, it, it has brought us to where we stood by, and we may not like where we're standing, yeah? But something brought us there. So it says, for didn't we not believe in our own reasoning? Now, to me, this is, this is valuable because it's a diagnosis of an activity that for most of us was going on without us knowing it, yeah? We had no idea that when I said I don't have any faith, there was faith in that. No idea, no idea that there was always faith in everything, wherever I've ended up, faith had a huge role in bringing me there. What? I did not, I didn't know that. So we did not, did we not believe in our own reasoning? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? So these are questions that we're supposed to ask ourselves, yeah? In the process of recovery, we come to this page and it's asking us, hey, did we not believe in our own reasoning? Well, let's check it out, yeah? Did the, did the head tell me the day was gonna suck? And did I act as if that was going to be true? Yes. There you go. There's faith. Yeah? (laughs) If your day is ruined at 8.30 in the morning, it had something to do with faith. Yeah? Because I had faith in the forecast from that crazy weather person up there that the day was going to suck, and therefore it seemed to already suck by before I even entered the day. Yeah, that's faith. Don't you see? Faith. Faith is the magic wand of the mental magician. Faith. It puts faith into false evidence. That's why it appears real. There's faith being put into the false evidence. That's why it appears real. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, yes. Trusting the finite, 
self. That's what it was, yeah? If you read this, did we not have confidence in our ability to think? That's, a, that's an example of trusting finite self. That's the way, one of the ways. The other way is trusting the infinite. It's good to know where you seem to stand. Because if you're actually trusting the finite self, as you state you're trusting the infinite, there's going to be a severe effect on the possibilities. Yeah? You're going to get the old God about and its opinions about the new God. Yeah? So... Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful. Now that's an incredible word, eh? Abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So there has been a huge amount of trust in the finite self. Yeah. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time, meaning now. <laughs> yeah. All the time doesn't just mean in 1935. All the time means all the time. Yeah. So faith had been involved all the time. So where is the root of the problem? Is there faith in that which has defeated us? Yeah. And the solution is to have faith in that higher power. That's basically it, yeah? But first, we need to tell the truth about the faith in the finite self. So that what? So that maybe we'll recognize the couch is super ugly in the living room, and then we'll be sort of excited for the, for the people to pick it up and take it away. Yeah? So, yeah. Like 34 years, I haven't had a strawberry. I haven't had a strawberry for 34 years. Was the strawberry the problem? Obviously not. Yeah, it was my insatiable desire or not mine or a drive to have a strawberry that was the problem. (laughs) So now, I don't have to worry or have a strategy how to stop eating strawberries. I just don't start. So now I'm free from all the rashes that would come about by eating the strawberries. Yes. So now I'm free to the point which is described on page 84, I think, which is the problem does not exist for me. That's incredible. That's an incredible damn solution to such an influential problem as fucking obsession with self not to uh, exist for you today is incredible, mind-boggling. And I really believe it has a lot to do with seeing the role of faith in our lives, yeah? And allow that faith, hopefully, because we can't seem to move it, but being open for that faith to be moved off of the finite self and put towards the infinite, yeah? I think that's basically the progression of recovery, is losing interest in self, losing faith in self, yeah? And then the, 
what happens is the faith in the infinite. And then the faith in the infinite produces effects that the self cannot produce. Yes? We have a new employer, a new attitude, new outlook, new freedom, new happiness. It's all new, shiny new. Not a revamping of the old, but a whole new way of seeing things. Yeah? It's not like, oh, I borrowed a used pair of glasses, like Chuck C. said. He said a new pair of glasses. Yeah? It's not a used pair of glasses. It's a new pair of glasses. <laughs> Who wants to get my used pair of glasses? No. But I'm offering, because it's not for me, a new pair of glasses. Check it out. Yeah. And then you'll see that you're not that set that says it doesn't have an allergy around strawberries when it does. You will see you're not that. The, em- the emphasis won't be on the store strawberries or the allergy. It'll be on the idea that you're the one. Yeah. That one that's always seemingly preceding the good or the bad. That one. That's the bondage of self. Yeah. When that weakens, Jesus Christ, I don't know. Your life will be a new. Every page can be sort of new your emphasis may be on the smaller things like that great book the god of small things yeah like this the the whirring sound of hummingbird wings shit like that the smell of a giant batch of lilies yeah these things will have a huge influence in your day can you put zeros behind them and put it into an account yeah can you drive it? No, but it's the, it's the joy of living. Yeah. You get to borrow beautiful sounds and visions. They don't become yours. You borrow them for a second or a minute or two minutes. Yeah. And then you move on to the next event. So, yeah. Great, I think Paul. That, you know, yes, yes. Thank if you. you. Get to the, if you get to the fundamentals and basics, you're going to get a lot more out of your, you're going to get a lot more bang from the buck. Yes. Right. So the basic, where does this, where does the problem reside? The mind. Yes. What's driving it? Faith, really. What allows the, how could false evidence appear real unless you had faith in it? Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that brings about a reality out of false evidence is faith in it. Yeah. We're not the one who has the faith. We're the expression of faith here. Don't you see? Let me get the cat. Come on, buddy, what's going on? Yeah. Well, don't you think that we had to eliminate the allergy 
before we could uh, expose the true cause and condition, the, the identification of the misdirected faith? Of course, of course. But here at this platform today, I feel like speaking about the underlying conditions. Right. I'm expecting almost everyone in these squares is sober. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yes, there's with when alcohol, when the drinking and using isn't seen to be what it is, it's like the elephant in the room. Yes. But when you stop drinking and using for a period of time, you very rarely go there anymore. You're looking at something else. You're looking at the machinations of where the problem resides, which is the head, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How many of us do you uh, suppose um, continue to just be dry without the uh, realization of the, the true cause and condition? I have no idea. I wouldn't say, I don't know. I mean, Thank God I don't have the experience of being dry. Right. So I can't, I can't. I agree. I can't do it justice, really. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. All I, all I know is uh, something did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And then from there, Immediately, I was introduced to a way of life that allowed possibilities to extend in time and space. Yeah. If I was still totally fucked up and I had a great idea, that great idea would have died on the vine quickly. Yeah. But right. the great idea brought about an invitation to exactly what I needed, which was a design for living and a way of life and a community that supported that. And so that that possibility that could have just been drowned in the chaotic day-to-day interpretation was was allowed to be brought to the surface and given life through the program of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like when people talk about a lot of shit and it's always about them, but they don't want to talk about the infrastructure, like the roads that allow people to go get to their store and do this and do that. Well, to me, this design for living is like infrastructure. It gives me a, a it gives me uh, abilities, yeah, that allow other abilities. So AA is giving me a way of life that allowed living, a lot of living to go on. Yeah, right. Yeah. It opens up a lot of possibilities, doesn't it? Exactly. So, and to me. I'm in the habit of being sober now. That's because suggestions were taken. They turn into habits. The habits are actions without thoughts, which precludes not inviting the problem to talk about the solution or direct the, uh, the move in the solution. So those habits obviously become a character. Yes. 
and that character is principled. It's, it has a North Star, which is reliance on a higher power, and it, and it gets directed, and it follows the directions, and uh, yeah, here you go. Yeah. But I really like the idea, the opportunity to, to get down to the roots of stuff, yeah. Because I feel the effects are much stronger from there than cutting the leaves off, yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Well, Jonathan has his hand up. Are you ready to start to ask, uh, answering questions? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Oops. There we go. Can you unmute yourself, Jonathan? Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Paul, great to see you. And thank you so much um, for uh, uh, listening to my question. So, you know, I, I get what you're trying to say in, in, in a mental state, which I know is part of the problem. Um, and, uh, but I'm finding myself with lots of, of anxiety, almost bordering on existential angst lately. And uh, I know that it's this, this unique self talking to me, but I, I just can't seem to get away from it a lot of the time. And I know that, that the higher power is the answer. Um, so I was wondering if you could give me some, you know, you know, uh, fire service, some fire exit that I could pull some, some tactic. I can get myself out of this shit, man. Service. 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 Yes. Service. Serenity prayer. Yes. The more, the deeper you believe or have faith that you're in something, it may take a little more work. So service. After a while, you know, you think you've left your neighborhood, but you haven't. So the serenity prayer locates you right back. So it just gets easier and easier. But mm -hmm. if you, you've just admitted, which was beautiful, that you can't seem to deal with it. So this is a, this is a perfect diagnosis and prescription which is service yeah yeah it doesn't have to be an aa it's service something that captures your attention and pulls it out of the orbit of jonathan yeah and then jonathan will feel better not as jonathan but a less of jonathan <laughs> there'll be less jonathan and then there will be more feeling better <laughs> <laughs> it won't be more Jonathan feeling better. No, it will be less Jonathan feeling better. <laughs> After a while, it makes sense and you realize something. You know, the party's great until you show up. Yeah. So basically, service is the key for most of us because it gives you not just a mental possibility, but a sense felt possibility. Yeah. So... I always thought some of the most powerful stuff was hospital and institution commitments. Yeah. So where we live after six months of being sober, you could go start going into places and bringing meetings there. Yeah. Maybe with one other person or two people. 
and you would have it like a monthly, once a month uh, commitment. Yeah. And then, uh, and I had a few of those. And so let's say one of those days of the month, it was on like the fourth Thursday of the month. So we always went to Thanksgiving at this rehab for 11 years. Yeah. So fourth Thursday of the month. Now, I could feel different a lot of Thursdays, yeah? And sometimes I was consumed seemingly up the ass of self, yeah? Trying to get out of it. And then I'd walk in there because I had been, I had a a loyalty to recovery because it saved my ass. So I kept my commitments. I'd walk in there and it would take only maybe the most 10 or 11 minutes to break the spell, yeah? And then I'd be engaged in what was happening and I'd feel uh, available and I'd feel a presence. Yes. Yes. It almost like it had like a hundred percent batting average. It never failed. So I did these things for 11 or 12 years. And then through the spirit of rotation, you tend to, you can tend to walk away and other people take over. And uh, I'd have to admit as a skillful mean, that was an extremely valuable, perfect, skillful mean. It worked every time. No matter how far I thought I was up the ass of self, it still pulled me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking from experience. If you feel like you can't do anything about it, great. That's a great diagnosis. Because, and it shouldn't move you to start thinking more or you know, going over it more, but it should motivate you to do service because that's what works with that condition. Yeah. Thank you. I have this all the time with other groups that don't have service as a dominant uh, part of the program. They're always just trying to think themselves out of thinking. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And they're going around, (laughs) they're reading and thinking about the reading, whatever. And basically all they need to do is just go to a soup kitchen and they'd get engaged giving out chicken soup and they'd feel fucking better and they'd forget all about themselves. Yes. To a certain level where there would be able to have some uh, sense of availability and presence. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course the head will say, I do, I'm doing the service and you see you're not that. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Because the head wants to figure out the head, you know, self can't get out of self. So we have a way of life that works to get out of self because self can't get out of self. That's why it didn't work for us. We've been trying to get out of something as that something. So we now have a way to get out of it, not as that something. So the relief is from the bondage of self, not for it. Yeah. Yeah. So usually when you're in your head, the last thing you think is service. Really, (laughs) You think going out and getting a bigger book about how to help yourself or something or watching more videos. (laughs) (laughs) Because the problem is the last thing to fucking get the solution. It's not going to bring you the solution. That's for sure. (laughs) It usually doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't ever see that it's the problem. You don't realize this. 
Self does not see that it's the problem. It sees its shadow the pro- as the problem. It doesn't realize it's casting the shadow. So self is constantly trying to get out of self's shadow. <laughs> and it's sort of like a dog. It has a certain pay scale it can't understand. So it just goes like this. It's just like, and then it regroups and then uses some other vehicle to try to get out of self as self. It just doesn't get it. I mean, so the we have to speak to the unsuspected inner resource. We got to speak to the innermost. We got to keep repeating with the hopes that it gets not to self, but through it and gets to what we're really, what the real listening audience here is, is that which is listening, not the listener, the listening. Yeah. We want to speak to the spirit, which is always present. It's always in the activity of presence. It's not, yes. So we're speaking in a way to the being, not to the wasing and the willing, but to the being. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we keep showing up. Repetition helps. Because the head, the self will claim this one, this one, but one will get through, a couple get through, like, you know, spiritual sperm. You know, one of those little sperm ideas is going to hit the mother egg and the mother's going to conceive an idea. Hey, maybe I'm not that. <laughs> that's speaking to me as me isn't me it's speaking to itself all day (laughs) it's like speaking to a to a wall that bounced the echo back yes it really is self is just talking to self it's shadow shadow back and forth (laughs) there is a you know yeah Hmm. You know, like it says, the problem resides in the mind. A lot of stuff resides in mind. It's not, it's not, the problem is maybe in a little, it's like under the third staircase. (laughs) In a little fucking, it's not, it doesn't own the mansion. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of it residing in mind. (laughs) You don't have to go to that one source all day. Yeah. You can be wired to go to the other sources. Yeah. They'll see the same shit completely differently. They will. It's incredible. We've been we've been subjugated to one view, a self-centered view. There's a lot of views. Yeah. There are a lot of views. We've been relegated to a self-centered view. And the self-centered view is very fucking jealous. It doesn't want to any, it doesn't want to entertain the possibility of any other view. Yeah. As long as it can co-opt it and, and make it part of the self-view. All right, sure. But basically, this is why I love about the program, they use the word new quite a lot. New freedom, a new happiness, a new attitude, and a new outlook. We're not seeing life from the same place anymore. It's a new place, an unsuspecting inner resource residing in the mind. 
yeah, an unsuspected resource residing right where the seeming problem resides, yeah. But when the attention's on the problem, it doesn't want to have a solution to itself. It doesn't. Yeah. So it makes everything, all these other possibilities, unsuspecting. Yeah. And so you get fed and you see everything and you regurgitate everything from the point of view of self. It's like a self-centered loop. It's like the shadow talks to the to what's casting the shadow this thing that casts the shadow talks to the shadow go back and blah, blah, blah. I can, how can I get out of this I want to get out of this shadow <laughs> you're the cause of the shadow what yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I'll tell you the thief and the thief alone does not work. The policeman and the policeman alone does not work. There's a position of neutrality, neither thief nor policeman. That works. That's what recovery allows to get established. Is that, and we get placed in that position of neutrality, not as the policeman nor the thief. We, we the us, gets placed there. Yeah. And then maybe you look in the closet, but the closet's far away and you see the thief outfits and the policeman outfits, yes? But now you're very clear the emperor has no clothes, yes. Yeah. So when the policeman shows up, hey, I know you. <laughs> the thief shows up, I know you. <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> And then you're open to see that's what's always here. If you're looking for it to arrive, you missed it because that which we're looking for is what's looking. It's already here. Spirit is already here. It's not going to come into the moment. It's the moment. <laughs> There's no separation between us and it. Yeah, It's only manufactured and made up in the head. <laughs> so yeah this is to me the source of traveling lighter like it says everything pivots on losing interest in self yeah page 63 losing interest in self how does that start in recovery well the third step trusting something other than self yeah turning your will and life over to the care. Well, you can at that moment, but you make a decision. So now you're willing for the migration of faith to leave the finite self and migrate to the infinite, yeah? And you get the joy of watching it in yourself and others, and you get the joy of the expression of it through you. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could be at the dinner table, we could be at the dinner, yes, but we're sitting in a chair, but we're facing away from the table, yeah, we're looking at the kitchen door, trying to speculate what am I going to get, what am I going to lose, I hope it's what I love, pumpkin pie, and then you get these vague smells and you wonder what's going on, you're missing the dinner, all we need to do is correct and just turn the chair around. <laughs> you'll see what's in front of you 
you'll be you'll stop looking and waiting for something to arrive and you will embrace what has arisen now yes you'll be here which you've never not been yeah but in actuality you'll be here yeah you'll be present and available for the day yeah it's not a miracle it is it is a miracle in one sense but it's a miracle that doesn't have a beginning or an end yeah nothing has ever happened to change this fact yeah but it was a fact the worst day of your life it was a fact the best day of your life it's a fact yeah it says like uh you know kurt says this all the time that you suffer from self-imposed shit. well well now we're fucking enjoying spirit imposed stuff <laughs> you were driven by a hundred forms of fear shit. now you're driven by a hundred forms of presence and expansion <laughs> you're going to be driven one way or the other yeah <laughs> This perhaps there's a better way being driven by the infinite or the finite. And actually, when you're driven by the infinite, it's always been that way. <laughs> when driven by the finite, it seems to appear that it was always that way. But there's a big gaping hole of actuality. It isn't true. <laughs> yeah. So something that was passing itself on as the truth when you're actually touched by the truth you got you start being able to discriminate yeah you do you can see it you can see the false is false and the true is true not bad yeah yeah all right so thanks bros thanks jonathan thank you man yeah excellent thank you jonathan and thank you paul so do we have any more questions for, for Paul this morning? Raise your little virtual hands and I'll gladly ask you to unmute. We could just have a long drawn out saying goodbye. I like that. You can do that, Paul. We have we have yeah. several new people in the house this morning. Yes. All right. You want to say hello to them or what? Do do it. Would any of you like to uh, talk to Paul? <laughs> anybody that's smart <laughs> pass on that that would be your good. job is done paul <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> looks like we're all enlightened oh uh, that's good we're traveling lighter yes all right well, let me say goodbye to everyone michael stacy thank you as always yes 
There's a lot of people here who know the value of service. Very good. Yeah. Mickey, as always, thank you. Yes. Al from Vegas. Nice to see you, Al. Bill Churchman, there he is, with his co-pilot, Kathleen. Yeah. <laughs> they got Hi, the big I want to talk to you. You want to talk to Paul. me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to you. Just don't have anything to say except um, I put my faith in uh, what you were, what you've been saying. Like I put my faith there and believe that it that uh what you were talking to like that 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 message is going to be received here and um it's coming to fruition um i'm just feeling so like something's I, i told you this before like something's happening and i'm finding peace and that's really all i want all day long every day is peace. I don't have it. I don't have it every second of the day yet, but man, I have it so much more. And it's and it's because of um it's mostly started because of realizing that the thoughts the thoughts are just in my head that they're, they're not mine. It is so freeing. Mm, yes. So anyway, I I'll, well, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you every day, happily. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I'm probably talking because I've had the same uh, relief. Yeah. Yes. Relief from the bondage of self is different than a lot of other reliefs. It is. It is truly. It. It's like a they may all be strings on a big instrument, but this is a certain relief that's uh, unique in a sense. Yeah, because it's it's seen to be the like the baseline of everything. Yes, it, it has that. It has that. It's the rhythm section of the of the agitation and shit. When you get relieved of it, get relief from it. Yeah, it's profound in a lot of ways. And the profundity is found in the small things, I feel. Yeah. You would like to try to get it across to people, but you can't. That's part of the joy of it. It's difficult. Maybe you can draw draw a picture or share or whatever, but you'll never be able to encapsulate it or capture it. That's That's the coolest part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can be painted a million times? That which can't be painted, yeah? So that which can't be painted triggers a million attempts at painting, yes? It's beautiful. Yeah, the indescribable uh, just triggers so many attempts to describe it. <laughs> it's incredible, really. It's the never-ending... Uh,
inspiration, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much. Kurt, as always, it's a pleasure. Jacob, nice to see you. Alex, nice not to see you, but it's nice. Yeah. We got Stefan on having never left. We've got Jonathan, Jazz, JB from London. We've got Kana, Dublin, Gail. She's from the Pink Cloud. We like that. It's a nice, it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Welcoming to all. Roman. Roman, it's a pleasure. Nina, there she is. She's entering her second year of sobriety. Hallelujah. Still on the still on the pink cloud. But you know, yeah. um, I would come here and you and I want to say that one line you used to say you just say, you're in good hands. You're in good hands. And I believed you. I don't know why I believed you. I didn't believe most people. <laughs> But uh, like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are on in good hands. That's an observation. Seriously. <laughs> I have observed it in myself and others tons of times. Yeah. It's not hard for the See, when we try to align the head, it doesn't fit. But when you see you're not the head, you're aligned. Yeah, yeah. You're, your antenna is pointing exactly in the direction it's meant to point. You're picking up what's needed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All that wishing and hoping, you're in that state that you wished and hoped for you're right now. Yeah. So thanks, Nina. Always, it's been a great pleasure to watch you. Now, the furniture in that room hasn't changed much, but your outlook and appearance has greatly. Hallelujah. There's Kristen. There she is. Nice to see you, honey. Tom, are you here for the first time, Tom? No? can't hear yet. Yeah, now I'm muted. No, I'm not here for the first time. <laughs> oh. We even met in London a couple of years ago. Oh, we did. Oh, great. Great. Nice to see you then. Nice we to got see you too. Yes, we got Bobby Joe. There she is. We got Jimmy R. Jimmy R is great. We often found ourselves Handicapped by uh, sense and unreasoning. Yes. Hmm. Annie. Oliver from Berlin. Anu, as always. Dave B. Uh, Senna. Sina. Uh, yeah. Michael Stacy. Oh, I have a talk today, too. Another one at 4.30. This is actually to remind myself, really. <laughs> have another talk at 4.30 that can be accessed on the Zen Bitslap event page. <laughs> so I remember. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I had a very nice time today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. And uh, yeah.
I'll see you. I'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>